Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the trade-off of unbundling. When you undertake a project, it's tempting to have a one-stop shop take full responsibility for managing a project from start to finish. After all, the detailed steps along the way are not that complicated. How much more will you end up paying by bundling together a few tasks? You would expect the small steps along the way to be fairly priced. But detailed analysis almost always uncovers inefficiency. Let me give you a few examples. The first one's for a demolition project. The demolition contractor is someone who I've used before. They're being contracted to demolish a structure on a newly acquired site and to scrape the site clean. I got a decent quote from the demolition contractor, but then I asked a simple question. How much was he going to pay for disposal of the demolition? And He said he was going to pay $1,800 for a 40-yard bin. These are the really huge bins that you often see on construction sites. They roll off the back of a truck with a hydraulic winch. That price included the bin and the disposal fee at the city landfill. Turns out that I have a relationship with a disposal company where I pay $225 for the bin and $95 a ton. So on an apples-to-apples comparison, I'm paying about $700 a bin as compared with $1,800. A waste disposal bin is strictly a commodity. There's nothing about one bin versus another that's going to result in a better finished product. When you multiply the number of waste bins needed, the savings are about $10,000. We're talking about $10,000 in exchange for making one phone call and then sending eight text messages when it's time to deliver a new bin. The return for unbundling that segment of the project is very clear. In another example, we had a general contractor propose a temporary curb for a road made out of cement. Ultimately, this curb would have to be demolished for the next phase of the project. The cost for this 600-foot-long curb was $30,000. Sometimes, The contractor is simply interested in getting the job done quickly. We found that if we purchased precast cement bumpers for a parking stall in six-foot lengths, they're about $50 each, we could solve the problem for about $5,000 instead of spending $30,000. All it took was taking the time to think deeply about a cost-effective solution. Saving money doesn't always translate into material costs. Sometimes the cost savings are related to scheduling. For example, mobilizing heavy equipment to a job site can cost several thousand dollars. Resequencing and combining two steps together can save the cost of moving equipment. The other end of the spectrum, we have an assisted living project that's scheduled to open in the next month. The budget for furniture is about half a million dollars. There are tables and chairs and sofas and coffee tables and artwork and outdoor furniture and umbrellas and on and on. They need to tie together aesthetically and be functionally appropriate for an assisted living care home. This means that the furniture has to be durable and strong. This is not the kind of furniture you might find at Costco or Ikea. Initially, we contacted a supplier who specialized in that kind of furniture. And very quickly, it became clear they would not meet the budget requirements if we sourced the entire project from a single supplier. So instead, we decided to hire an interior designer. At first, you might think that adding a designer would be an additional expense to the project. And it is. If we were a budget challenge before then adding an additional expense for a designer might seem strange. There are a lot of moving parts and a multitude of details to be managed in sourcing the furniture, the choice of fabrics, coordinating lead times, and delivery to match the construction schedule. By hiring the right designer, we were able to choose from a wider array of suppliers. Outdoor patio furniture, which sees lower utilization than the indoor furniture, could be from a less expensive product line. In the end, by using a designer, we were able to stay within budget despite the additional cost of hiring a designer. 
ultimately comes down to managing a trade-off of time versus money. Hiring someone to take charge of shopping around for the best deal only makes sense if you have leverage. And leverage means a small number of items where the savings can be substantial for a minimal effort or a large number of high-value items where it makes sense to dedicate a staff member to getting the best deal. The subcontractor is more concerned with keeping their people busy rather than necessarily value engineering your project. With the massive run-up in material prices we've experienced in this past year, shopping around is more important than ever. If you have a project that costs $10 million or 20 or 30 to build, then dedicating the salary of a person on a full-time basis to get the best deal on materials had better result in savings that are far greater than the incremental cost of their salary. This requires you as the project owner to be asking deep probing questions of your staff, of your contractors, to make sure they're asking those detailed questions of themselves. It means drilling deep into the details of a project, not necessarily in every single aspect, but enough that you keep your project team focused on value engineering your project every step of the way. As you think about that, consider selectively unbundling a project. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.